0: Hey, everyone. So before we wanted to get into the cast, uh, everyone here at the cast just wanted to uh, update everyone and just uh, just let everyone know the situation with uh, Jake, a, a fellow goldfisher. So, Jake, uh, it was a really great email that Tomer sent out. Uh, thank you so much. And, and uh, for Jake's family, for updating us, Every everyone here at the site. Uh, Jake will make a full recovery. Uh, so it's just great news. And So glad everyone sent their support. It was just so great to see everyone. Just hundreds of comments. It was so awesome to see uh, the support everyone gave Jake. So we're all glad he's okay. Um, Yeah, so don't know when he's going to be back per se, but he's going to make a full recovery. And I just just wanted to get that out there. So happy uh, to have him back with us at some point. Uh, so, just wanted to update everyone about that. Thank you, everyone, again for the support. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MTG Goldfish Podcast, episode sixty-nine, sixty-five. <laughs> 65. Just said. 65. Messed it up. Two okay. seconds ago. I
1: literally, literally just looked at it. We're keeping it, this so. in the cast.
2: It's not that getting was edited the sentence- out.
1: <laughs> one, one sentence before, Chaz, you said, Oh, let me check the number 65. <laughs> I said, Hello, everyone. 69. Uh-huh. Oh,
2: man. Oh, my okay. God. Okay. Yes. Well,
1: the
0: crew is here with you, Chaz, as always. Richard, what's going on?
2: Hey, everyone. What's going on? <laughs>
0: Seth, how's it going? Going good, man. How are you guys? Hey, okay. I'm doing okay. On the docket. Today, we are going to be talking about Pro Tour. It happens in 10 hours. We're recording a little late late this week, so we get the last-minute update right before Pro Tour happens, so thank you, Richard, for getting this out uh, immediately. Uh, He's taking over for the editing for this week. Um, We're going to talk about standard. I I will phrase it as Seth actually said it on the docket, standard crap. (laughs) Okay, so now that we got that out of the way... And uh, a whole boatload of fish mail. So let's get right down to it. Um, Pro Tour. What do we think is going to happen? Richard.
2: Collected Company. (laughs)
0: How did I I know you were going to say that?
2: What else could happen, man? You got Collected Company. You have really good two, three drops. And I I don't know. I, I hope Channel Fireball, Team Ultra Pro. I don't know what the teams are like right now. I hope that house has some spicy brews for us and I hope their conclusion is not Reflector Mage because otherwise Reflector Mage is the new Siege Rhino so (laughs) hopefully something happens hopefully we get like you know when Devotion came out or you know even Pack Rat like stuff like that I hope something fresh comes out I hope like some guy just shows up with a vampire deck and runs the table so we'll see what happens but I'm actually expecting Reflector Mage and collected Company you know
0: what would be really awesome is the 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 new tech, like the the new freshness that you're you're hoping for that these teams bring is just a new version of Collected Company
2: <laughs> with all new cards. That's probably <laughs> what's going to happen. This is like the <laughs> super tuned version company. of Collected Company.
0: Yeah. Uh, switching to you, Seth. What do you think? Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm 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 hoping for the best. Let's put it that okay, way. All right. I. I don't know. I, I have faith that we'll see some interesting stuff. Like, there will be some different stuff. But after these first two weeks, the white decks with Avison and humans and the Collected Company decks seem very good. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them be heavily played at these events. Like... So I don't know. I'm expecting to see a lot of those decks, but crossing my fingers and hoping that we see some different stuff as well.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to remain hopeful as you are, Seth. I just I I understand. We talked about this last week. Like the humans list is strong, aggro strong, collected is strong. But I just can't imagine none of these pro players or any of these teams bringing something like it's not solving like how do we beat humans like how do we beat a linear monocolor aggressive list like that i, I just think that's bound to happen whether it be like i said another like super awesome next gen collected company list whether that's the solution i don't know but i just i just find it hard to believe that we or as you know the pros that are showing up to the pro tour as a collective can't figure that out it would just be really surprising
2: I think they will figure it out, and I think the answer is Sylvan Advocate Reflector Mage. <laughs> well, it's clearly, it's having some trouble. It's not always an auto-lock win. It doesn't have to be an auto-win. It doesn't have to be oppressive like Eldrazi. It just has to have a good matchup yeah. against every deck. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, Reflected Reflector Mage does help
0: against uh, Griff's booned-up creatures, but, I mean, it doesn't
2: really... Griff's Boon is real a real big problem I in that I can't matchup. believe we're talking about Griff. that. That's the card I used to steal the game <laughs> off my opponent in the pre-release. And I felt so bad playing that in my limited deck. You know what and it is? We are. It I I
0: don't want to make the one for one comparison, but it's kind of like a pseudo rancor like type thing. Like it is hard to get rid of, and if you don't get rid of it, it will like win you the game. Like you will lose to that card. But, that is a bad Rancor, Jazz. <laughs> well, listen, listen. Nothing is like Rancor. I <laughs> love Rancor. Yeah, that's, no, I'm just saying it's like a pseudo fair version of Rancor. Well, it's just, it gives them flying that the deck doesn't can't really deal with that. Now I think that's the main thing, though. But something's got to tell me, like, either they find some tech to deal with that, maybe some Felidar Cubs or something. But it comes back, so I don't even know. I don't know what you could do. You have to, like, exile it somehow. But I don't know. I just feel – I don't know. Maybe some of these black-white lists that just, like, go really big. Because, I mean, how do you stop, like, a turn two Eile, like a turn three, I don't know, like a Stasis Snare or something like that, some sort of removal, into, like, a Kalidus or a Mine Rag Demon. Then you go into Avison and win Vala. Like, how, do, how does a mono-white human list beat that? Like, if you go, like, curve out like that, just some really top-end heavy – uh, black whitelist, or even this big mono whitelist that we saw in this last uh, Star City Games uh, finish. I think that's like the way to go. Just like a really heavy top end like that.
1: Doesn't it seem like the red green ramp decks could have a good matchup? Well, they're as well? starting to
0: play uh, Kozilek's return sets, so that's that's good for you. I mean, that's that's yeah. been a card that you you've liked for a long time. So hopefully the hundred and twenty dollar play sets are coming.
1: <laughs> it- it's, uh, you just couldn't leave that one alone. No, no, no. No. That's <laughs> all right. I,
0: I, I, I somewhat agreed with you, but... Uh, that's, that's true. Turns so, but, out
1: your, your one
0: knock on the card is what made it not $120 a playset. It, it is a Mythic Pyroclasm, so... For yeah. The most part. And so I don't think that's $20
1: or $30 a, a card <laughs> worthy. My, my bold prediction is that someone's going to show up with a Sphinx's Tutelage deck. And it might be Andrew Cuneo. Yeah. Because he showed. Up. Well,
0: that, well that, didn't they start incorporating that to the black, or the blue, red lists already? Or like Fevered Visions? I know one Fever, went real Fever, deep. Yeah. The Fevered
1: Visions deep. is definitely showing up in those lists. Yeah. I, I don't know about Tutelage. I know a Tutelage deck came in top eight at the open last weekend, right. not the invitational, but a straight up Tutelage deck uh, managed to top eight there. So I think that that could be a Dark Horse. Yeah.
0: And I, I mean. I, again, like, I, I like Fevered Visions as a card. I just, man, that just seems so bad to be playing, like, Fever Visions, like, and they're just pummeling you with creatures, like, and you're giving them cards.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it just seems awful. Giving them those extra griff spoons. Yeah. yeah,
0: seriously.
1: All right, they take two damage. Like, what are you, you're just hanging out with a a Jace. the The, 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 the secret is, though, that those decks mill out super fast. To they, do. they do. Because you have like eighteen lands and you're mono colored, so it doesn't take much to hit two or three times with one trigger and mill them out really fast. Yeah, and
0: I, I'd have to think there's some going to be some crazy like top, like really, like small, like like just a very dirtily Esper like dragons list or something like that, or just Esper control or something like that.
1: I know Shaheen Serani tweeted that he couldn't publish his deck list this week because he knows some number of people that are playing his esper control list yeah so i'm sure that it will show up how good it'll be
0: right yeah be
1: seen but it will be played someone will play it
0: i don't know i think uh like like what you said richard i think we go back to a strong showing of company like collected company lists as as probably the front runner of what shows up and then what happens after that is probably just whoever you know gets a good run but I mean Collective company just seems to be the best choice to go into into a, a large tournament like this.
2: Yeah, I'm just looking at the SCG Open Columbus, which happened last week, and I don't know what this is, like eighty percent of the decks are bad company here? Like yeah. it, it literally looks like all band company with some random goggles in here. And I don't I don't know. You think everyone's just hiding their tech or you think this is it? I'm I'm a little afraid here. Has there ever been a deck so dominant, like, right before the Pro Tour? Eldrazi. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's standard
0: Eldrazi winter or summer.
2: Like, it'll, it'll probably be something weird. Like, we'll turn into, like, Rug Company or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like Eldrazi. Like, we'll just change the colors around, but. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I, I yeah, know, maybe we
0: just get, like, all different colors of Collected Company.
2: Oh, and my that's, God. Like, if that That's, happened...
0: like, the cool thing. We'll get <laughs> One guy, one person's playing rug, another person's playing band. Someone's playing mono green or mono
2: or blue green or who knows? I don't know. What was hilarious was after Aljazee Pro Tour, someone took the goldfish meta game page and like mocked it up, and they put yeah, basically every amazing. color combination that of Aljazee so there. But literally, like two weeks later, that was the real meta game, and I was just like, what?
0: I mean, it was it was pretty much right, so yeah. it wasn't really that. Like it wasn't really doctored up that much, which was the really funny. The so, what part. cards
2: do you want? You got, do you guys want to see at the pro tour this week? Oh, and what card do you think will fall short? Of hmm. the hyped cards from pre release, obviously.
0: Of the hyped cards from pre release or from oh, from like, the first two from weeks. The,
2: from the spoilers or you know, when people said, Oh, you know, this is gonna be an awesome card. So what card do you think is gonna fall flat and what cards do you think uh or hope will shine at the Pro Tour?
0: Hmm. I I don't think and you know, as much as I love the card, I don't think we'll be seeing many of the planeswalkers, including Arlen Cord. Honestly, we might see Nahiri because if people are playing like crazy goggle decks or what have you I mean Nihiri does have a kind of a interesting niche role Jeez. but I, I'm not I'm not expecting a ton of planeswalkers the the, the shadows ones that I'll, I'll just say that
1: what what one would you rank at the top which is the most played planeswalker I, I
0: probably Soren
1: yeah that's that was going to be my pick probably as well probably
0: Soren yeah I mean it's not going to be, like, a. it'll definitely show up, like, as a one of or two of, like, in multiple lists. But, uh, yeah, I think
1: Soren probably. I think the card I'm holding out hope for, after, like, messing around with the set a little bit, I'm not sure that it's time for Relentless Dead yet, and that's a card I'm really high yeah. on. Yeah. I think we might need one more set of support of zombies, and then it could get there. But I'm still holding out hope for Olivia. Like, I think someone could have figured out. An yeah, I
0: think deck. that's a good one to, to hold out for. I I mean, it's just such a great ability. It's such a powerful ability. I'm sure
1: someone or, or a group of players can definitely figure that out. And one thing I've noticed with a lot of these matchups, Bant Company and those decks, they get pretty bogged down on the ground, and that's how you have yeah. five-game matchups that go for three hours or whatever it was last weekend,
0: but you know, it'd you know be great. John company with yeah. Olivia,
1: this <laughs> <laughs> take them down from the skies. <laughs> but exactly. You can, Olivia Drana. You could uh, go Jun company or some sort of John or red black list and go over the top of those decks. potentially. Yeah.
0: Maybe they, maybe they take that black, white vampires list. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be crazy.
0: You know, I, I, it's, it's so funny. I mean, that was this is a really awesome – I'm so glad you did these little instant deck techs. They're really sweet. Just for anyone, shameless plugging, your own yeah, – I'm doing it for you, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, the instant deck techs on the site are amazing. But, I mean, I, I looked at that Black White Vampire's list. I was like, what? How do you win? Like, <laughs> what? You're playing, like, a four-mana, like, a 2-4. Like, I, w- I don't even know if, like, if that's even a high draft
1: pick. You you know, you you know what it felt like? It felt like you hear these stories on Reddit sometimes where people are like, oh, I think someone's cheating at my local game store in Limited. They like had all the best uncommons (laughs) that sat in their draft. Like that is what that deck feels like. If you cheated at your draft deck, put like all the best commons and uncommons that were allies and vampires... Like that is essentially what that deck and, is. And, <laughs> and
0: you opened and you opened an Avicen in your pre-release, and you just yeah. Created. But only only one.
1: Yes, <laughs> one Avisen.
0: You opened up an and You're like, ah, whatever. I'll <laughs> just, throw it in
1: there. One. This, this might be good <laughs> enough for construction. This, yeah, this is, <laughs> I'll, I'll try it. Let's yeah, test it out. Yeah,
0: let's test it out.
1: Oh, that would be that would be pretty crazy. Yeah, people but, find ways of winning with crazy decks somehow.
0: Yeah, although I feel like JDN was on to something with that uh, uh, Naya midrange list. That would be pretty cool if that got up and running. I mean, you still have uh, Sylvan Advocate, which is like a pretty huge roadblock these days. I think between Sylvan Advocate, I think we will see a lot of Sylvan Advocate and Eilie. That's just my prediction. Those are really good roadblocks
1: for anything aggressive. <sighs> Sylvan Advocate is... Way better than I initially gave it credit for.
0: Yeah, the card's insane.
1: Because like the card you want to play right now to beat these decks, at least for me, is Languish. And Sylvan Advocate also gets around Languish once you get five lands. So frustrating. You get in positions where you feel like you can like take over control of the game with Languish, but you can't get rid of the Sylvan Advocate or two, and then you die to the Sylvan Advocate. So it's such a great hedge against those cards in aggressive decks. While also shutting down aggressive decks. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, it's just and it's great in multiples. I like. I'm, I think we. Pra- I've praised this card on this cast. I mean, it's literally never a bad card to play. Like at any point, but like, you then, just up two mana, play it. Why well, You know, why not? It's a four or five, big deal.
1: Yeah, I, I died to a a five. Five one, I don't know what it would be, but a, it hit me for ten damage. A needle spires the other day, thanks to Sylvan Advocate, like out of nowhere. Yeah, needle, needle spires. Who plays that card? I I don't know, <laughs> but but it definitely makes your creature lands better. That it, is, it uh, definitely does. They that is legitimately scary.
0: It is so, but uh, what do you think, Richard? What what's going to be your your big uh, your big hit and big miss for the Pro Tour?
2: I'm interested. I think from under the floorboards. That's my hope. That is a... My my hope is there's Esper Control, and here is Sphinx's Revelation. (laughs) It's just going (laughs) to somehow magically stabilize, and then cast a whole bunch of zombies and win. So I'm hoping that's a thing, although I'm not sure. Um, Biggest card I'm not a fan of is probably Mine Rack Demon. I actually really used to like this card. But at this point, I'm like delirium is like impossible to turn on, and hitting yourself <laughs> for four life is just gonna help those human decks kill you faster. So I don't know that you can race those decks. So I'm off the Mine rack demon train. I I don't know. I think the four of us too aggressive for it. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I think I think it still has a place. I mean, it is a huge wall. I mean, I just don't know if it ever will. It, it just it competes with
2: Kalitas. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Kalidus seems better. And the sad thing is, like, it can't even, like, kill a Sylvan Advocate, like, once it's powered up. So it's in a really awkward position. And yeah. If you Kalidus, lose you four or life... Either. No, 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 Mind Rack Demon. At least Kalidus can, like, you know, grow and get bigger. But Mind Rack Demon kind of just, you know, you can block it. But, you know, if you're if you don't have Delirium, you're losing four life a turn, which is, like, a really big deal.
0: Yeah, it just feels like if you're playing a lot of collected company, I mean they have a problem with flying creatures already. It just feels like a four or five flyer is like totally within, like without, you know, out of their reach of dealing
2: with. So like, uh, Jun company now <laughs> with mine rack. Like you know how uh, people started playing Wingmate Rock. Oh back yeah. Absent. Yeah, yeah. Earlier days to kind of get over Siege Rhino. Is this the best flyer we have? Do we have Gold Knight Castigator? <laughs> Are there any oh, that just feels so bad. <laughs> I want to see a needle Spire hit someone for twenty with a cold, cold <laughs> <Knight laughs> castigator on the field. Oh man, that would be insane. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Is there? Is there? I don't think there are any big flyers other than Avison and
1: yeah, gold Knight castigator. Well, no, rec- no, we got all the dragons still. That's all the, the dragon lords. You know. You know what I. I want to see that double reanimation spell with Dragonlord again, and... That would be Dragon. sick.
0: That would be sick. Ever after until, like, a Cole again or Tarka and, like, just game them.
1: Ye- yeah, like, that That seems good. And those creatures can block. And speaking of things that can block is the Gitrog monster. That blocks anything. That, that, uh,
0: that does indeed block a lot of stuff.
1: You know, do you guys remember... Um, the Snapcaster Mage standard, where you like couldn't play anything that costs more than, I don't know, three or four mana because you would just get Vapor Snagged into Oblivion (laughs) and tempoed out of the game. Yeah. It 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 was terrible. It sort of feels like that with Reflector Mage now. Like I tried to build a Gitrog monster deck, and I was like, I know I'm just going to like spend five mana, tap out for this sweet frog whore, and then they're going to Reflector Mage it, and then I'm going to wait a turn, cast it again, then they're going to Reflector Mage it. So uh, reflector made seems pretty oppressive, actually,
0: yeah, you know what you know what would be sweet. I saw it on the a couple of the uh the i q s that were up on the site, and I kept seeing like these these blue white like tempo lists. It was really interesting, it had like rattle chains in there I mean I don't know why I guess it's just a two one like ambush viper, but uh it had like. Maybe they, like, just abuse Reflector Mage with, like, Eldrazi, or what's the, uh, Displacer? Yeah, and then just, like, just tempo you out like that. But these blue-white tempo lists, maybe they're onto something there. It seemed pretty good.
1: That seems awful if you just keep flipping out a Reflector Mage. You can't do anything about it. I wonder, is that a vote against the big Eldrazi decks? Like, can you just not play 10-mana ulamogs because they're just going to get bounced for 3-mana? repeatedly
2: well you gotta you gotta exile the reflector page
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i mean i I, yeah you wait a turn but i mean at least you're destroying at least you're exiling two two cards every time so there's there's at least that upside yeah that's true i don't know i I don't know what's really gonna happen i maybe i'm leaning towards richard as, as much as i don't want to uh, there is a shred of me that's going to stay as optimistic as I can, but I just feels like a lot of collective companies going to show up.
2: So it's time uh, for like limited tech. You, you know that what's that spider that can block? what is it eight creatures? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, people going to
2: play that so they can block eight humans oh, at my. once as a fog.
0: <laughs> yeah, just start, just start rolling the Gloom Widow, the three mana, three three that can only block flying.
2: Remember, there was, like, a 2 to cla- two to cast, like, 2 to flash reach thing that people played. That was actually Oh, yeah. Went, oh,
0: from Gate Crash. It was, silk, like, some, uh, some spider. Oh, man, I forget what it was now. Silk?
2: silk? No, it's not Silk. Yeah. It's
1: not Silk. You know, that's what I was thinking, too. Oh, man, I can't remember but now. There's
2: been some super spicy draft tag in Constructed. So. Uh,
0: if anyone reads this and they remember that spider, I mean, I'll, I'll look it up, but I don't really – I'll look it up at some point, but if you know that spider <laughs> – yeah oh that was no it was a pretty good tech though I do remember that Richard
1: it was so good against mono blue devotion Yeah, that was one of the trump cards against mono blue devotion <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> this is some dinky spider I mean it had protection from blue I mean why not yeah randomly <laughs> <laughs> just like that Hydra from Theros oh man oh that was oh, yeah this that counter? this
2: cutter was actually pretty good <laughs>
0: yeah could it be countered haste yeah, it's like a controlless, worst, worst nightmare. All right, um, we wanted to touch on what was a uh, so we had Pro Tour Standard, so I guess we kind of covered both, right? Is there anything other in particular that you wanted to talk about, Standard, Seth?
1: No, I'm, I'm just, I was so excited for Shadows over Innistrad, and now I'm already starting to get sick of oh, Standard. Man. So this, this Pro Tour better be good. Is all I'm gonna say. I
0: think it'll be good. I think, <laughs> okay. I think. I don't think you'll be disappointed with this standard. But if you are, I mean, I think the caveat here is that Eldritch Moon is on its way. So in like, what, six weeks, we'll We're get Eldritch
2: Moon. We're already talking about the dex <laughs> The Pro Tour hasn't even happened yet, guys. I... Oh, also, man. Also, yeah.
1: something I'm definitely disappointed about is the Pro Tour starts at 3 a.m. my oh, time. That's... Thanks thanks a lot, Wizards, well, for that.
0: We get a reprieve, don't we? We get like three rounds of, of limited.
1: Uh, yeah, that's I kind of I kinda wanted to watch limited though, but not wake up at three AM watch. No, them.
0: I I think I'll forego the limited. So I think we get what?
1: Five AM is like
2: Yeah, you guys thing. got five AM. I have midnight and I'm like what's <laughs> oh, the point of me. sleeping and waking up at three AM, you know? <laughs> just it's take
0: just... a nap and then and then wake up.
2: Plus, you know, I gotta send out the tweets, you know. I gotta, gotta keep up to date.
0: Yeah, at five AM, you're gonna be getting the bare minimum updates. Like, hey, yeah, that's happening.
2: <laughs> no, man, you get hyped. Yourself. You gotta get hype for watching that draft nah, with the no, new sleeve cards. Yeah,
0: that's that's all of you, Richard. That's why. Uh, that's why you're in California.
2: <laughs> Clearly, I should have just flown to Spain so I could be in the right time zone for this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh man, it, it is gonna be crazy. I'm Will you be up, Seth?
1: Uh, I'll be up for Constructed. I I usually am up by, like, 6, 6.30 okay. anyway, so I'll be up for Constructed. All right. I, I'm not going to be up for Limited. All right. That, that's my that's my,
0: my bar, then. If you're up, I'll oh, yeah. <laughs> be You guys are soft. You guys are soft.
2: <laughs> oh, man. This is Pro Tour Shadows over Innistrad. <laughs> yeah, but... Return to Innistrad. The best yeah, set ever. Yeah, but... The best Limited no, set I,
0: yeah,
1: ever. Yeah, I'll be there for Constructed be
0: fashionably late
1: Richard's just not gonna sleep all weekend we'll talk to him Monday and he'll just be falling asleep gonna be terrible. To I'm gonna start passed. sleeping
2: at like noon or something I don't even know it's, it's gonna be like we, ask,
1: we ask him a question and then it just
0: goes blank yeah. like, okay Richard great input <laughs> always great to have your opinion <laughs> and he's <just> passed out <laughs> oh man um, we have a boatload of fish mail so let's just get going
2: with that alright from chris yang at this point financially when do you think the best time to pick up a playset of ancestral vision is do you speculate that it will be reprinted in eternal masters
0: Hmm, i think there's a good chance it could be reprinted in eternal masters
2: wait what's the current prices of this card I think right
0: they're now they're like 30 bucks i think they're 30 bucks a pop but uh, don't don't quote me i think around there though no 25
1: I'm looking. I'm looking up as we speak. Yeah, uh, it's still wow. pretty high. Still, it's like $50. Oh, twenty five, Yeah.
0: Is that just retail, or like what can you actually get them
1: for? Well, that's 50s, t- 50s retail. That's TCG. Mid. There's eBay. Oh, buy it nows for like forty-two. Oh so man. All right. So forty. Yeah. That's awful. Uh, it's, it's
2: still pretty much at the same price when it spiked. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't it, really I come mean, down that much. It,
0: unless you desperately need them. I mean, I guess I would wait, unless you desperately need them.
1: Yeah, I would not want to be buying $200 or $150 play sets of oh, Ancestral Visions. That's, that's I don't, awful.
2: think there was any Ancestral Vision in the top 8 of the recent SEG Classic. Uh, No, I lied. Jet Guy Control has 4, but that's it. So, one list.
0: Alright, so, I think you can get by.
1: So, and... Uh, sneaky finance advice keep an eye out for Jace for Chandra dual decks because Ancestral Vision comes in those also the dual deck anthologies has Jace for Chandra dual decks so if you can find those at a reasonable price could be a potential for picking them up
2: if, let's say you actually wanted to play a deck with them when should we be buying them, or is it unknown at this point? You just oh, kind of have to wait for I, it to I, come back I, down.
0: If they don't, if, if it doesn't show up in Eternal Masters, I, I don't. I mean, the reprint on that is not going to be anytime like soon. So I mean, yeah, maybe I guess just grab them.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same place. Like I think there's some chance it shows up in Eternal Masters.
0: Oh, but... I, well maybe wait for Conspiracy too. You never yeah.
1: know. So, I mean, I guess if you want to hold off to see the summer sets just in case, but otherwise you might as well just do it because they're not going to put suspend in standard anytime soon. Mm -hmm. I don't think. No,
0: probably not. And that's
1: not ancestral. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think other than those sets, maybe I don't even know about the next modern masters. Like if it is next year, they probably are already in design of that set. Maybe already done with design at this point, if it's only a year out. So, I don't know. I mean, oh, it could rough. even miss the next Modern Masters, potentially, just because of the time frame. Yeah. So, I guess if you want them, go ahead and pick them up. If you can wait a couple months to see the summer sets, go ahead and do that. Just on the off chance it shows up in Conspiracy or Eternal yeah. Masters. I mean,
0: I wouldn't have my hopes up for Conspiracy. If, if it were, either of the two would probably be in Eternal Masters, but you never know. But, yes, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with you,
2: Seth. All right. Uh, this is from Martin Nielsen. I'm looking to pick up a set of Foil Eternal Masters Force of Wills. My question is, when should I look to pick these up in order to get them at their lowest price? Right after release? A few months down the road? Something else?
0: I'd say right after release. Foil EMA Force of Wills. I yeah. think right as they're released
1: is the time frame of that. Yeah, that... Uh that was my initial thought as well I'm trying to look at some of the the modern masters yeah foils are and, a little
0: tricky if it was normals i'd say definitely right as they release but uh,
1: and maybe, the other yeah I'd say foils too and the other thing uh the other thing is this is a unique foil like Force of Will only has the judge foil, which is really rare, right. so I think they're gonna be in demand for legacy players like legacy players like to pimp out their decks, so people are probably gonna want these. So I think that that bodes well for the buying them soon after release. Like, I think they might drop right after release and then people are gonna start buying those up to pimp out their legacy decks and the price is gonna increase again a few months down the road or a year down the road. That would be my bet.
2: Yeah, I think these cards will be in very, very, very high demand. Because most people like to go with the original foils. So in this case, the judge promos but i think this art is far and above better than the old art and Mm. people will be going after this card really so Mm. that that's my gut on how it will look and it will probably be cheaper than the judge promos right because it'll be more supply yeah is that correct question mark yes Uh, so i think people would go after this card and I, i don't know like People that play Legacy, this like this is their one goodie. Right? Like they yeah. if, if you have a deck and you're sitting around doing nothing, it's either build another deck or get those foil force of Well what are the judge foils at?
0: I don't they, know offhand.
1: They were very
0: consistent two fifty.
1: Oh, I'm seeing five hundred. Oh
0: sh- sorry.
1: And and they were <laughs> yeah, and they were five hundred ish. Oh my god. Okay. And they were consistently eight hundred until EMA was announced, oh. and then they dropped off from eight hundred to. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't
0: think EMA foils will get that quite that high, but I could see like the two fifty, three hundred range, for foils. I mean, there's going to be a lot of them, but like, like we said, I mean, it is a mythic, and it's going to be again, one of the only, foil printings. And the other thing with not these... many foil printings.
1: And the other thing with forces, if you want these for your legacy decks, you're almost certainly getting a play set of them. So you're going to be right. people are going to be buying them in fours. Unlike some other cards that people want to pimp out their EDH yeah. deck or for a cube, like you're always getting a play set of Force of Will cuz you're never going to play one in your legacy deck.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting to play like that that one person that has like Three old force Wills and one new force Will. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I'm still trying to get them. And it's like I understand, but why? <laughs> Your dad. Yeah,
0: I mean if you see them at release and they're like under two hundred or something like that, I would I mean I'd grab them and call it a win. I doubt they'll be even that low though.
2: I mean just look at foil brainstorm. It's brainstorm. Right?
0: Yeah, I think these are gonna be
1: high out of the gate, unfortunately for our uh goldfish email list. So I guess the the moral of the story is if you want them, just go ahead and buy them. They're never going to be super cheap. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was Martin. My bad.
2: Alright, uh, from Paul Abri? I don't know if I pronounced that right. Sorry, Paul. Uh, would appreciate if you can discuss the difference between the various editions of the Power 9 in terms of MTG Finance. So, Alpha, Beta, and Unlimited. Uh, I personally would like to collect near-mint copies However, I am new to Magic and thus would hate to invest in 3rd editions only to see my investments decline in value because they are 3rd edition and not in demand.
0: Ooh. Well, uh, I think all the editions of the Power 9 are kind of in demand, no? I mean, maybe not anymore. I'm not really personally in the, the Power game. I, I don't know really what to tell you when it comes to either of the versions. But when it comes to an MTG finance uh, sense, like if we're talking about these financially, I don't, I don't think any of the versions are going to be bad per se. As like if if you're going to collect these, yeah, I, especially uh, near mint. I mean,
1: yeah, I, with that, <laughs> I mean, obviously, Alpha are right the best and then and then beta are the second best and unlimited come in third but none of them are bad just to give you some numbers and part of the context as to why these are so expensive there were only 1100 of each alpha rare printed so that's 1100 alpha black lotuses in existence it jumps up to 3200 for beta and then Unlimited jumps all the way up to nearly 20000 So there's magnitudes more Unlimited, yeah. which is why the Alpha Editions and the Beta Editions are so much more expensive. They're just in incredibly low su- uh, supply, and people tend to think black borders yeah. look better. So they're already, uh, for that reason as well, people want those more and will pay a premium for those versions.
0: Now, are you getting those numbers from that, from that, uh, one, that one place that I the, think you're getting it from?
1: probably uh, uh the the one
0: that they they did for like they they were kind of uh they were calculating how much like supplies that there's for the old sets it's like a y- chart yes, okay, now was that when you're talking about the numbers, those were play sets right eleven 1, hundred play sets I'm pretty sure no,
1: um, oh, I can't remember now, I don't know, it has a bunch it's of different power numbers.
2: nine a play set is one. <laughs> you, mean, well, you mean four of like why would they do it by four ofs
1: it it looks to me that this is a single copy okay from, from what this is saying okay. uh the number printed of each card so and then 1100 alpha, of each alpha rare so uh, so i'm assuming that's 1100 total copies but from my understanding of it But either way, even if it was playsets, that's still an incredibly small number compared to 20 million Magic players and apparently a million active Magic players, according to the latest Hasbro earning reports. So that's still a tiny number either way you look at it. So if I was going to invest in one and you have the money to do it, I would tend towards Black Border, but I don't think any of them are bad investments.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because... He's looking for near mint coffees, He's not playing with these. Uh,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah, so, this is this okay. is for collection. I'm I mean, the
2: rarer the better, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep.
2: Yep. Uh, okay. From Twitter, we have at Basic Forest thirteen. Uh, why do expensive MTGO mythics have a low foil multiplier, like zero point eight percent, while cheap mythics have a multiplier of forty percent? Oh, this is all you Seth.
1: Oh man, foils on Moto are so wacky. Yeah. But but I I can't give you a great answer because I've always thought that is weird as well. I know that it it's connected to redemption, but I'm not 100% sure why the bots that are selling these sets uh choose to increase the prices on the low-end mythics instead of jumping the multiplier evenly across the mythics cuz it but that's definitely something that happens. And it might be that uh, it's just easier to sell them. Maybe people aren't comfortable paying $100 for a foil Gideon, but they're willing to suck it up and pay $10 for a bulk Mythic if they want to redeem a set. So I'm not sure. It's 100% it's connected to redemption of foil sets, but I can't really tell you the exact reason beyond
2: that. Yeah, I think you have it right there, right? The foil multiplier of, like, basically every uh, foil on Moto is, like, close to one right because people don't like foils so they don't pay that premium in real life so it's very hard for a bot to justify selling you know a foil Gideon for 40% more right so they they price at the same price as the non-foil version so that you know other players would actually buy them but uh, because of redemption all the foils need to add up to a certain value so the bots just dole that out to uh, all the other mythics so I, I think that's the reason, and I think you got it right there.
1: I will say it makes drafting sweet, because if you ever open a foil Mythic, you automatically win. It doesn't matter which one it is, it just pays for your draft, so that part's nice.
2: Uh, Next question from at DownGrabFair. Dual Commander is very popular at my local game store. Would anyone on the cast play Dual Commander? Sure. Why not? Set it up. <laughs> <laughs> would you actually play dual commander like yeah why not? as you know not as like a one-time thing but you know as a format you would regularly play regularly
0: play if there's someone willing to play it sure i know there's a few not that i'm like well versed in dual commander i do follow it like a little bit uh and and i was in a uh an area that uh before i like moved around and and didn't get enough chances to go out and actually play anymore. That you know, there was a group, very large group that like dual commander as well. So, I know there's some commanders that are a little a lot kind of better than others, like obviously guys of St. Traff stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to play, I think it's pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think oh, come on, I I would play you. You're on Commander Clash every week.
2: Oh, it's totally different. It's different. Would, oh. I,
1: would I play Commander? Would I play Duel Commander? Yes. I definitely oh, okay. would. I would try it out. Would it be one of my formats that I play regularly? No, probably not. But would regular Commander be one of my primary formats? Also probably not. Like I enjoy Commander Clash, and it's fun, the social aspect of it, to hang out. But I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't play it like I play standard or modern or legacy and just like grind it all day long. Like that. Oh, would yeah. Okay.
0: That, that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I can get that. I'm kind I, I of. Would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Maybe a full day of EDH would be like kind of crazy. Especially when you might only get three games.
2: People are going to hate me for this, but I, I would not play Duel Commander because oh. I think it takes. I mean, I would try it once, but I wouldn't play it regularly because it, it just. Makes no sense, right? The the reason why Commander is so fun is the social aspect of it and the casual aspect of it. Right? But dual commander is kind of just like playing vintage or legacy with wildly inconsistent decks. Right? <laughs> so like why not play the format with more consistency, right? Like and it's really weird because the reason why people love vintage and legacy is because they're so consistent. Right? Because of brainstorm, ponder, preordain, whatever, you know, you're you're your losses to variance are very low, yeah. but then for some reason we're gonna take a singleton format and then go one v one, and it it just seems weird, right? Like I'm sure they're they're more consistent than regular commander decks, but you might as well just play like there's vintage. like yeah right? there's, like, there's like even more
0: tutors than normal. <laughs> there's like every tutor you could possibly find in any of the colors that you're playing.
2: So it loses the best aspect, which to me is kind of the casual aspect because there's four players you don't need a cutthroat deck right like there are people to back you up and things like that and you know the social aspect so it's a really strange place for the format to be but you know some people like it and more power to them right
0: yeah I have played it It, it's really not bad like it's really not bad it it could be fun but it kind of you're right Richard it does lose that that casual feeling to it definitely
2: Uh, at green geek when should I sell foil mythics from Oath of the Gatewatch on Magic Online?
1: Um, I would definitely wait. Well, okay, Oath of the Gatewatch. I'm glad we're talking about that and not Shadows. Shadows mythics are crazy because of the the pre-release league events, but um I would sell them whenever. <laughs> I guess redemption is already going. They could increase more this fall at rotation. Uh, as the cards in general from the set increase, but I don't think that there's any huge benefit to holding on to them for the next six months or whatever. So I would feel comfortable selling them whenever you need the tickets.
2: All right. Uh, at EricSmith9144, regarding Snapcaster Mage, currently at $50, buy now or wait? Well, is not that promo still going out?
0: Or is that kind of over? I think it's still going out.
2: It's still going out, but did it even make a dent in Snapcaster's mm, price?
0: <laughs> it it kind of did. It, Yeah, it's still pretty expensive. I, I don't see – I mean, if you need them, I think that's a pretty good buy-in price considering they were like $75 a little while ago. But uh, without a normal reprint and uh, maybe that happens in Eternal Masters. I would wait till Eternal Masters see if there's going to be a reprint in there. I doubt it. Doubt it for Conspiracy. It'll probably show up in the next Modern Masters. So if you want to wait that long, I, I'd say wait. But if you need them, I, I don't think 50 terrible. It's not going to go down too much lower than 50 um, And with a Modern Masters reprint, I guess it could go down to like 35 So if you want to wait, 30 $35. And then it might start trending back up again. So it depends on where you're at and if you want to wait.
1: So what do you think, Chaz? Say it's in Modern Masters. Is Snapcaster a rare or a mythic rare? Ooh, I think a mythic. Just basically because of price no. kin- reasons.
0: Pretty much. I mean they've they've made some some stinky cards. Myth. I mean, <laughs> come
2: on. I-, I thought Wizards didn't care about secondary. Market price. Oh. Why? Why? Stop Call, upgrading Mike. everything to Mythic. They, they're going to say that, but they, they definitely
0: range? do know about it. <laughs> they have to say that, but they, they, they definitely do know about secondary market.
2: So wh- here's a question for you guys in more in general. What is the price of a Mythic? At what point do we need to start thinking that cards need to be shifted into Mythic for set like Modern Masters?
0: I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know when it comes to Limited, but... I mean just feeling like oh, I don't know. Snapcasters like never bad in any setting. Like I don't know if you want people opening up Snapcaster mages at that kind of frequency. I don't it seems do like... you want everyone to like do you want like multiple people getting Snapcaster
1: mages? I don't know.
2: I mean we live through it is <laughs> draft form. It's not like that oppressive, right?
1: Although if if you look at the other masters sets it seems like once a card gets into the 50 40 50 dollar range it's more likely to be printed at mythic than rare i mean yeah force of will is the poster child like force of will is not good in limited it is yeah a utility card and it's a mythic rare so So,
2: but those cards were made before mythics existed same with like tarmac they kind of have an excuse
0: there it's still limited though
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, they have an excuse, that's true, but still, like, Force of Will is not mythic in any sense of the word. Like, that it's just, even if it was printed in a modern-day set, we got a five-mana counter that uh, (laughs) investigates three times. (laughs) Are we we really
2: comparing that to Force of Will?
1: (laughs) It's about the same. They're both five-mana counters. Well, on the flip side, like, a a card like
0: Comet Storm should not be mythic. So uh, I feel like Snapcaster Mage is powerful enough to be a mythic
1: i think really when it comes down to it my my take on it is that wizards probably looks at it holistically and has a like ev goal for the set that they're trying to hit and that in part determines what's bumped up to mythic and what stays at rare based on the total set ev that they're trying to achieve that's my guess
2: what's noble hierarch is that mythic or rare
1: that's a rare that's a rare. And close, Bob was yeah.
2: bumped up, right? Wait, were there yeah. mythics in Ravnica?
1: There were not. Oh, no. uh,
2: okay. So that that one, that one can be grandfathered in. <laughs>
1: I actually there haven't been too Fair many. That, there haven't been too many that have been upgraded, have there? That were printed um, in the Mythic era originally. There were cards that were downgraded. There are, but I don't. I can't think of one off the top of my head that was printed during a time where there were mythics as a rare, and then upgraded to Mythic during a modern set. Uh, I'll, no, I'll, I'll set. check while you're talking. So I can't I can't think of one, so okay. that could be an argument against it. But Alright. Uh, okay, wait, what was the conclusion?
2: Buy now or wait?
1: Uh, what were we buying? <laughs> Snapcaster. <laughs> oh, uh, If you want them to play with, go ahead and buy them now, because otherwise you're probably waiting for modern masters next year sometime for a big price decrease.
2: All right. Uh next is Dan Tree Dong. I have a playset of San Diego Comic-Con Jace's uh Rin's prodigy, I'm assuming, black foil sitting in my binder. Would you hold or sell them at this point?
1: Oh lord. Ooh.
2: Getting the hard questions this week.
0: Yeah, really hard. Um I I mean, they're they're not making any more of them, so uh, but it's getting a bump from standard I, I don't know i mean there's if you need to sell them sell them i mean you're going to it depends on what you bought for them i don't know you're buying in your price but um like if you got i guess four of the uh, SDCC, like packages then you're already making money on each one of them uh but you could hold these for considerably like a long time i mean it's it's going to be played in modern it, they're never making any more of these uh, because usually each one of the promos that they make for the, the Comic-Cons is usually different. I don't think they really go back and like reintroduce a new one. So, I mean, those are really like... You could hold them, or if you need to sell them f- for cash, you can sell them.
1: Is, is this something Legacy players would use to pimp their decks, Richard? Like, it, would that be a thing?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you, if you played Jace. So, I remember... Everyone was really hype about Jace because we all like Jace the Mind Sculptor and wanted to laugh at Wizards for printing this broken card. (laughs) So there's a lot of hype in Legacy and Modern, but it's kind of died down, right? Like, Grixis kind of plays it in Modern, and that's it. Uh, In Legacy, Reanimator sometimes, and Sneak and Show, but it's a pretty fringe card. It didn't take over those formats like, say, Treasure Cruise or Dig Through Time. So it's kind of played. So I, I don't know what we'd do with that information. It was really hyped up initially because everyone's like, oh, Jace, best Jace, all formats, whatever, Mind Sculptor. But now he's kind of reeled back a bit. Most of the play is standard. You see him here and there in Modern and Legacy and uh, Vintage. Uh, but he's not, like, a dominant force in those formats. So so I don't know what that means for his price. Does that, you know, is it the fact that he sees fringe play good enough to prop up this, this price? Or will this fall down once... He goes out of standard.
1: I guess my thinking would be then, because right now they're 250, 280 is what I'm seeing them as. So I would say either sell them now or plan on holding them for two, three, like a considerable amount of time because I think fringe legacy play is good enough for something this rare and unique over the long term, but it's not going to just, explode in price in the short term so either sell them now cash them out or plan on waiting a long time for them to slowly increase
0: all right so no no mythic or no way card that was printed in the mythic era was bumped up okay in in either modern masters uh let me double well we're not counting eternal masters because those cards were made well, beforehand
1: then I guess that's a vote for Snapcaster to stay at rare. Yeah, I guess it would
0: be a rare, yeah. I mean, there's only been cards that have been bumped down. So, I guess you're right, Richard. I guess they would leave it as mythic. But even if they did leave it as a rare, uh, I mean, we've seen cards uh, pushing the $50 mark, like Noble Hierarch. Yeah, Noble
2: Hierarch still up there.
0: <laughs> they basically <laughs> the don't budge. budge. Like I yeah. said, like the 35 probably creep back to 40 bucks. Probably creep back to fifty bucks over time without reprints.
1: Yeah, I mean we've talked about it before, but the reprinting would be like your window to get a ten or right. twenty dollar discount, discount yeah. per copy, and then it's going to go back up to fifty. Yeah, months. so if
0: you want to wait for that, I mean twenty bucks, ten, you know, fifteen. We'll just call it fifteen off of each Snapcaster Mage is a pretty good discount. I mean, considering At- if you're buying a playset, but just depends how long you want to wait.
1: Right. I mean, is. $60 worth not playing a snapcaster deck for the next year that's your equation yeah, that you're dealing with your basically yeah.
2: yeah yeah sorry to take us off topic the way i look at it is you know you, you probably play your deck at f&m right if right. the cards help you get first place instead of eighth place or something how many more packs do you get you know, and, and is it worth it? And the, the answer is almost always, like, just buy it, <laughs> right? Like, instead of, like, foregoing a year worth of prizes, you know, if you just, yeah. if you just win one extra match at FNM, that's, like, five more boosters. That's ten bucks.
0: Yeah, and if you're, if you're going, like, every week, I mean, if you're, if you're pretty consistent about going and you're winning those packs,
1: then definitely do it. And I think the answer would be different if Modern Masters was when Eternal Masters is. If you're looking at a two- right. or three-month window, then the equation is much different. But since you're looking at a year-plus, it's probably a good idea to buy them. I think Richard is right. Yeah.
2: That yeah, or just don't play blue? <laughs> <laughs> don't put
1: that. That's the yeah, worst idea.
2: That, that's, my, that's my strategy. I sold my Snapcasters a long time ago. I'm like, oh, can't play blue anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in Modern, that's not really necessarily a bad thing, so...
2: <laughs> Just waiting for the, the super pimp deck with uh, four Snapcasters, promo, uh, four SDCC Jaces, Ooh. four Ancestral Vision. <laughs> Let's do it. We can do it. The most expensive modern deck ever. Yeah. That's like actually playable. <laughs> Sounds playable already. <laughs> uh, That was, I think that's it, right? Awesome. Check.
0: Really good fish mail. There were some good ones, really hard ones in there too. That was some sweet fish mail. Thank you everyone for sending those in. You even stumped Seth. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. No no,
1: no softballs this week. No, those no. were very good questions, everyone.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's about that about does it, right? I think we covered everything we wanted to cover. Yeah, we got Fishmail with standard pro tour, so yeah, everyone uh this will be going up soon. Uh, yeah, this cast will be going up soon. So enjoy the pro tour. We'll be around on social media. You'll, you'll find us around. We won't be, uh, (laughs) we won't like it, but, uh, we will be up and, uh, ready to talk about pro tour, but I am definitely missing the limited. So don't even, I don't even care about that.
2: (laughs) Isn't that a problem (laughs) with the pro tour though? Like everyone just skips limited. Well, especially if it's at 3am. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame people. Would you wake up at 3 a.m. for
0: standard? Oh man, that's yeah, maybe, maybe.
1: Uh I'd probably have to. Like I would feel bad if I didn't. But I I really wouldn't want to. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, what? now that like all of us cover it, like if now that I'm like kind of covering this stuff, I'm kind of obligated to, but still <laughs> wouldn't cover limited. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way.
1: What was the time frame of that pro tour? We tried to do oh, that live thing, God. jazz. Were we like, like
0: six in the morning?
1: Yeah, we were waking up and like broadcasting live at six in the morning. Six in the morning. I was fabulous. like, dude.
0: Th- I think there was like, <laughs> yeah. If you go back, it's on YouTube. Um, <laughs> we we should upload them somewhere. Yeah. Uh, if you just for just for funny, uh, I think there was like just like in the beginning a long pause of just not <laughs> saying anything because we were so like out of it we weren't even talking we were like hey what's going on everyone like like maybe like five straight minutes where we just were like all right so this is cool we're like just watching we're like all right Uh, (laughs) oh that was crazy
1: they just need to do all the pro tours in the u.s. like i'm sorry the rest of the world but i live in the united states i don't like waking up at three in the morning yeah what's up with that
2: hey i empathize with our eu friends who do this (laughs) for every grand prix (laughs) for almost every pro tour crazy so they they they, they get a pass here they're like yes normal time
0: when was the when was the last pt that was in the u.s. Uh, I think the last one actually. Was it the last oh, one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Both so, of yeah. them are in we some got, same time zone. For us. All right, I don't.
0: I don't feel
1: as bad now. We got our turn. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. I totally forgot. At least oh, this has got to be the about the hardest time zone for U.S. people. I think. Oh yeah, this is rough. So I the think last but, one,
0: the the one yeah well that's a, that was a similar time zone right
1: yeah this is brutal. Yeah, the European ones are rough, but I, I guess I get the empathy part because I hear that all the time with the streaming and stuff, where people are like, "Oh, it's 2 a.m. I'm staying up to watch you play some Kinky against the odds." Deck, I'm like, uh, "You should probably just go to bed." I don't know if it's worth <laughs> I
0: mean that. it's gonna be there. <laughs> you're not gonna miss it. <laughs>
1: like, I appreciate the dedication, but don't don't give yourself a heart attack because you're uh, yeah. staying up all night watching me play against the odds.
0: Not that it's not good content. I'm just saying, like. Yeah. that's would rather you get some sleep.
1: Yeah, I like to sleep. I don't – I wouldn't stay up till 2 a.m. watching me stream, yeah. so I don't expect it from my audience.
0: Yeah, I'm one of those people – I do like sleep, but I don't get, like, a lot of it. Like, I'll get my sleep, and then I'm good. I'm not one of those that, like, just always – like, I just love sleeping. I, like, sleep, 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 sleep. Like, just can't do it.
1: No, I don't – I don't need to sleep a long time, but I need to sleep every night or yeah, it really yeah. gets to me. Like I need to consistently yeah. like, I sleep. Need, for yeah, some I need yeah, I need my time.
0: like the, the, the hours that I do get, or it's like, you know, just stay out of my way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even want to deal with you. So yeah, I, I think that wraps it up. Uh we will see you guys for the pro tour. And um yeah, thanks everyone for for uh joining us this week. We will do this post mortem. Uh, Pro Tour next week, and uh, I'm interested to see what you guys think. Hopefully it's not all collected company. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's the crew signing out.